Welcome to today's meeting. Fernando, alcoholic, let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Today's topic, it's going to be anonymity, but like anything else, before we get there, I am not associated with Alcoholics Anonymous. I am associated with my own personal experience with the program. I am a product of the program. I don't speak for them, have anything to do with them. I just visited once and I stopped drinking. And that once took 10 years. My higher power is the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth who showed himself strong on my behalf when I was in jails, hospitals, institutions, and was lost. He was my friend that came along with me at that time. And when they asked me in AA to focus on a God that will keep me sober, I called out on all the gods I knew. I screamed and yelled, and he was the only one that came forward and to this day has stuck with me. So that's my personal testimony of my higher power. And I thank Alcoholic Anonymous has given me that push and to get a hold and focus on my higher power, focus on my recovery, and focus on myself, not what anybody's doing or anything that I have done in the past to destroy what I have building. That was my MO, build a pyramid and then throw myself off the hill. Build a mountain and throw myself off the Today, I throw myself off, but not with no bottle. <laughs> All right, let's get moving. Let's get going. Today's anonymity, and I'll be reading it from a few sources to get a better understanding of it. Um, this time, we're going to move over to step 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all the traditions. It reminds us to place principles before personality. Woohoo! Thank God. But here we go. We're going to read a little 24-hour book first, and then the daily reflections, and then get into our reading. We are long-winded in this meeting, so please hang in there. Here we go. A eight thought for the day. Strength comes from honestly telling your own experience with drinking. In religion, they call it confession. We call it witnessing or sharing. You give a personal witness, you share your past experiences, the troubles you got into, the hospitals, the jails, the breakup of your home, the money wasted, the debts, and all the foolish things you did when you were drinking. This personal witness lets out the things we had kept hidden, brings them out into the open, and we find release and strength. We are receiving strength from our personal witnessing. We feel it. And I apologize for this little thing using the word you, 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 when it's we, we, we. <laughs> Meditation for the day. We cannot fully understand the universe. The simple fact is that we cannot even define space or time. They are both boundless. In spite of all we can do to limit them, we live in a box of space and time, which we have manufactured by our own minds and experiences. And on that depends all our so-called responses and knowledge and hunches about the universe. The simple fact is that we can never know all things, nor are we made to know them. Much of our lives must be taken on faith. Isn't that amazing? 
Prayer for the day. I pray that my faith may be based on my own experience of the power of God in my life. I pray that I may know this one thing above all else in the universe. Amen and amen. You know, without faith, when you go in your imagination and you go into the universe, it's a scary place. There's nothing to hang on to. But if you have faith, it's easy, does it? You know, you can fly around with your imagination, but you're trying to figure it out. It's kind of like waking up in a dream, right? When you wake up in a dream, you mess up the dream. Oh, man, I'm flying, having fun, you know, talking with people. All of a sudden, hey. I'm dreaming, and poop, I wake up. <laughs> That's a crazy illustration, but I think you got a little bit of it. We got a little insight into what faith and believing is and staying in believing. Alcohol and complaining and grumbling and jeering and making fun of people and criticizing, condemning, uh, judging. All that, judging unjustly, all that took away my faith, my belief. So I thank God, the Alcoholic Anonymous and Alcohol, which was my first sponsor. Alcohol told me, all will be well. Stick with me. I will put things in perspective for you. And I sure did. At the end, it was trying to break my neck. It had his foot on my neck. And every time he had me on the ground, on the cement, and I noticed it was trying to kill me. <clears throat> Thank God I cried out to higher power. I was lifted up and sent to AA by a merciful, kind court system. Thank you for the judicial court system that have mercy on a man that can't take care of himself. All right, not about me. It's about our our subject for today, which is anonymity, and I'm going to read the daily reflections for today. One more. It says, active, not passive. Man is supposed to think and act. Think and act. He wasn't made in God's image to be an automation, automaton. Automaton. Maton. Maton. Automaton. As Bill sees at page 55. Before I joined AA, I often did not think and reacted to people and situations. When not reacting, I acted in a mechanical situ fashion. After joining the program, I started seeking daily guidance from a power greater than myself and learning to listen for that guidance. Then I began to make decisions and act on them rather than to react to them. The result have been constructive. I no longer allow others to make decisions for me and then criticize me for it. Today and every day, with a heart full of gratitude and a desire for God's will to be done through me, my life is worth sharing, especially with my fellow alcoholics. Above all, if I don't make a religion out of anything, even the program, then I can be open channel for God's expression. Amen and amen. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Thank you, God. And... I don't have my 12 and 12 right now, and I'm grounded to my computer. In other words, I ground myself so I can take any kind of, uh, any kind of uh, electricity out of my body. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to read uh, 
what is this? Tradition 12, is it? Not step 12, tradition 12. I'm getting a little confused here because I don't have my 12 and 12. Bear with me. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all the traditions. Every mind is to place principles before personalities. A dictionary definition of anonymity is a state of bearing no name. A state of bearing no name. In keeping with tradition 12, the I becomes we. The spiritual foundation becomes more important than any, any one group or individual. As we find ourselves growing closer together, the awakening of humility occurs. Humility is a byproduct that allows us to grow and develop in an atmosphere of freedom and removes the fear of becoming known by our employer, families, or friends as addicts. Therefore, we attempt to rigorously adhere to the principle that what is said in meetings stays in meetings. Throughout our traditions, we speak in terms of we and our rather than me and mine or you and yours. <laughs> By working together for our common welfare, we achieve the true spirit of anonymity. Again, the main focus is removes the fear of becoming known by our employers, families, or friends, or addicts, or even the people in the future. Okay? Therefore, we attempt to rigorously adhere to the principle that what is said in meetings stays in meetings. Throughout our traditions, we speak in terms of we and ours. I said that. We have heard the phrase principles before personalities so often that it's, a, it's like a glitch. While we may disagree as individuals, the spiritual principle of anonymity makes us all equal as members of the group. No member is greater or lesser than any other member. The drive for personal gain in the areas of sex, property, and social position which brought to much pain in the past, brought us so much pain in the past, falls by the wayside if we adhere to the principle of anonymity. Huh, I understand that. No member is greater or lesser than any other member. The drive for personal gain in the areas of sex, property, and social position, which brought us so much pain in the past, falls by the wayside, okay, I understand now, if we adhere to the principle of anonymity. Anonymity is one of the basic elements of our recovery, and it pervades our traditions and our fellowship. It protects us from our own defects of character and renders us, and renders personalities and their differences powerless. Anonymity in action makes it possible for personalities to come before principles. Anonymity in action makes it impossible for personalities to come before personality principles. I hope I'm making sense here. It's five in the morning. I got to wake you up. Isn't that strange that uh, tradition 12 is more personal and then tradition 11, our public relations page is based on the track around promotion. We always maintain personal anonymity at level press, radio, and films. Now, I'm reading from, to you from the uh, N.A. book, the fifth edition. It says, This tradition deals with our relationship to those outside the fellowship. It tells us how to conduct our efforts at the public level. 
Our public image consists of what we have to offer, a successful proven way of maintaining a drug-free lifestyle. While it is important to reach as many people as possible, it is imperative for our protection that we are careful about advertisement, circulars, and literature that may reach the public's hand. Our attraction is that we are successful in our own right. As groups, we offer recovery. We have found that the success of our program speaks for itself. This is our promotion. The tradition goes on to tell us that we need to maintain personal anonymity at level press, radio, and films. This is to protect the membership and the reputation of, narc- of, the, of the NA program, Narcotics Anonymous, or any other program, because it's common sense. It says the same thing. It says our tradition and uh, L&L tradition and Alcoholic Anonymous, who started, they all saying the same thing. And they all have very competent people that come in different areas to explain the same thing. I'm very much enthusiastic that we adhere to this from common sense, from any program that has printed their views on this. This tradition goes on to tell us that we need to maintain personal anonymity at the level press rate on films. There you go. This is to protect the membership and the reputations of the programs. We do not give our last name nor appear in the media as a member of the programs. No individual inside or outside the fellowship represents the programs. There's no representative. We all have opinions of what we experience. Like if I've gone up to the mineral hot bath, I come back to you as I tell you, I experienced that. I got my thritis fixed. I have a book here that I, I picked up in a convention years ago. It's called The Anonymous Disciple. <laughs> Talk about a good book for a product, huh? Yeah, about this uh, 2014 seminar in Laughlin. How many years? That's nine years ago. And I read it, and it was outstanding book. The book is called Anonymous Disciple by Gerard G. Gogans. Isn't that amazing? Guy from East L.A., from, from uh, Echo Park, from Mexico, from picking tomatoes for Del Monte, for getting fired for picking grapes with Gallo Winery is here reading books. Who would have thought that? And by the way, Alcoholic Anonymous has taught me to read books. To read. I didn't read when I came in. I honestly thought that the um, the 12 steps on the board, on the wall, and the 12 traditions was a lot of reading. I said, ooh, that's a lot of reading there. Huh. Anyway, just giving a, a plug for the book. It's a story about um, a man of God, a man of the cloth. You know, and he says in here, don't analyze it. Just write it down. This isn't psychoanalysis. It's a fearless and searching moral inventory. And don't worry whether it's important or not. If it's still kicking around inside you, write it down. So he's talking about his his walking through the program. And the guy was, a, uh, he was in the clergy. And did you know that the clergy has their own compound for 
guys that, that uh, do communion too much. Yeah, and that's what this is all about. It's a, it's a novel. That's what it is, a novel. And... All right, and my personal anonymity is the fact is I um, I have been asked to go to, to companies and <clears throat> and represent members to their employers and tell them what the program was all about. How valuable is an employee? And uh, I, we had an employee coming into uh, to our facility, and he asked me to sponsor him. Then, before you know it, he asked me to come with him and explain the program to their employer. You got these two business guys, sharp as a tack, and I'm sitting there like an attorney representing my sponsee. And I, I was brand new in the area. I had about a one year. No, no, I was not brand new. I had enough years. I had about 10 years. I'm sorry. It was about 2004. But I had, I had just gotten serious about the program. I guess that's what I'm saying. And right away, you get launched into productivity and I remember talking to these guys and I guess they were in the verge of firing him but they wanted they wanted to see what the program entails if not maybe they'll send him to a, a recovery place right well in my estimation I was didn't realize but they don't remember the guy afterwards you know maybe he came a few times but he was probably still playing the game and not really serious about it staying sober probably the looking for an angle to keep on drinking and keep on working and keep the paycheck coming you know if i today i would have recommended that they put him in an institution in a rehab and uh, clear out his blood and take all that alcohol out and medication and meetings and nowhere to go take the take the phone away i heard of places where they get your phone all the stuff you got and throw it in the river, sort of. Well, they get rid of all your contacts and everything, and you start afresh. Isn't that cool? A lot of people say they still have their, and they, they take pride in it. Oh, I got my, you know, my dealer, whatever they have, their distributor of, you know, on their phone number, and they get in trouble again. All right, I ran out of bullets. May God bless you. I thank God for this opportunity to speak to you. I have um, an article here of, about anonymity at the public level. But I think I covered that pretty good. I just want to quote a quote that I saw in September 1986 grapevine. This is from George William Curtis. It says, that guy was not anonymous. He says, to profit from good advice requires more wisdom than to give it. To profit from good advice requires more wisdom than to give it. In other words, a lot of us are just going to learn by mistakes. You know, we to get up to that wisdom level and let something seep in from somebody else's experience, it's a tall order for a lot of us. But we'll learn. God is merciful. Here we go. Let me read you this article. Anonymity at the public level. What's at issue? 
At issue is anonymity as the principal foundation of all our traditions. Principal foundation of all our traditions. Our great symbol of self-sacrifice. It protects the individual member from notary, notary, notoriety disciplines, AA to place principles before personalities. Retards the growth of self-appointed oracles and ensures a safe haven for a newcomer. That being said, how then can we make sure that the media doesn't break the anonymity traditions? At issue is understanding and helping others, AAs, to understand that it is we, not the media, who are responsible for anonymity at the public level. Each month, an average of 15 AA members break their anonymity at the level of press, radio, TV, and films. Each month? We must help them to see that nothing short of 100% anonymity is vital to the health of our society. On an annual basis, we request cooperation from the media, and in most cases, they do cooperate. Let's be careful not to be to berate the media for reporting what an AA member has told them. Yes, we inform the media, but it is we who must be both humble enough to, and assertive enough to remain anonymous at the public level. At issue, as we all know, is that there is no spokesperson for the fellowship. Our personal anonymity in public assures each the freedom to, to journey along his or her own sober path, to bring an individual perspective to the same truth, to experience the precious gift of sobriety firsthand. AA is a fellowship in the truest sense. We get sober and we stay sober with the help of our groups. By practicing anonymity at the public level, we are protected from the egocentric individual who would not hesitate to interpret the fellowship for all of us and straight out all and straighten and strengthen out all of us. Easily inflated egos, so often our own, are safeguarded by the inspired tradition of self-government. It is too is our trendy world in which some now say AA is respectable, even fashionable. We need to stay aware of the considerable stigma that surrounds our disease in the minds of many, including the potential AA member. Anonymity shields the newcomer and all of us from prejudice and enables us to assure the still-suffering alcoholic that he or she is safe with us. And save for these important considerations when they do, we need public information. Why not just keep quiet about our fellowship? At issue is the fact that far from being a secret society, we need, in Bill W.'s words, the increasing goodwill of editors, writers, and television and radio channels. Yes, we need to publicize AA, but not to publicize AA members. The principle of anonymity reveals to us its immense spiritual significance and faces us to practice a, a genuine humility. We may then be moved to see that anonymity is so much more than a sound public relation policy. It is more than a denial of self-seeking. It is a constant and practical reminder that personal ambition has no place in AA. May we treasure it with wisdom, courage, and love. A.E.J. Manhattan, New York. Amen. All right, all right. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Let's go ahead and close out with the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working.